You're listening to Yeg Hustle, a podcast about mindful entrepreneurship. These are your hosts, Jay Downton and April Prescott. I'm back. <laughs> I can just, uh, for those listening, as always, technical difficulties on our end. So scrap oh. the first part. Um, I so fucking we just... miss, I'm sorry, I fucking miss our <laughs> podcast studio. Soon enough. You know, we do, we do a bunch, you know, of podcasts that I trick my way onto, and we used to do it in a studio, and it was smooth, and it was clean, and it was good, and now it doesn't matter which podcast it is, we're always having technical difficulties. Last <laughs> week... Last week we were we were doing a FaceTime one. We we're interviewing Sam Gagne, and we we're excited. And because we're on FaceTime, he kept dropping out of FaceTime uh, and having. To, but thankfully, coming back in, and I'm like, "Holy cow, this is just a shit show." <laughs> so this is well, like pandemic production value right now. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's it, it's without. It just it doesn't matter, you know. Like we do our team meetings now. And, and and we do them on FaceTime and we, we request everyone, but somehow, you know, two out of the 10 people that are supposed to be on the call don't get the invite, even though they're clearly on the list. Like these are just crazy, uh, you know, like minor problems in the grand scheme of things that uh, just, you know, cause a little disruption in the day to day. Yeah. It's just something that we have to learn to accept that, you know, it's, it's become the norm to go into something recognizing that there will be some form of technical difficulty. And I, I think it's actually for the better because now people are becoming a bit more patient with it. Whereas before it was, you know, like, ah, the tech's not working and people would kind of freak out or we're just getting used to it now. So I just roll with it. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So we thought we would take a bit of a different approach to this one where I have a list of questions that I've collected over the years where I've heard them in different interviews, um, things like that. And we thought that we would just take some time to answer some of these questions in an effort for our listeners to get to know know us a little bit better and kind of give them a take on how we see the world. So I'm just going to pick some at random. I have this whole list. And uh, then we'll just take turns answering them. And I'm going to give you an authentic answer because I don't know what the questions are. Exactly. Um, I know what the questions are, but I I haven't actually, these are usually questions I ask other people. Um, Sometimes I use them as like journal prompts for clients and things like that. So it's not something that I've like done a deep dive on either. So, Um, well, here's a good one. 10 years from now, what do you think you'll regret to doing too much of at this stage in your life? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, regret doing too much of 10 years. Sorry. I'm going to, I'm sharing everyone my thought process here. I'm, uh, that's part uh, of, I think that's part of the point. And part of a full disclosure to everyone, I'm having a weird focus day and normally I would let it drive me crazy, but I'm just trying to like embrace it and roll with it. I even pre-warned April going into this that I've been kind of struggling a little bit. And I think it's because my whole day, I didn't have my hit my routine today. So mm-hmm. it's just been kind of thrown off and I'm kind of living in this 
uh, living off the rails today. So uh, I'm in the same kind of space. I did not sleep well last night. I've been up since four uh, when my intention was to sleep for eight hours through till 630. So um, and after a full day of work, I'm also feeling like a zombie. So in knowing that we're both kind of in that state, that's also why I thought we could take these questions and answer them because um, it gives us a little bit of time to, to think about what our answer might be. And um, just because we didn't necessarily have time to prepare um, something else that's, that needed a little bit more focus. So. Yeah. So, and I just, and, and today I'm, I'm trying to celebrate the fact that I'm just allowing myself. Yeah. It's great. That I'm like this, even though yeah. I'm still internally struggling with it a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think I can pinpoint why it is. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, mo- I'm motivated to get life back on the rails uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But still trying to get as much done as I can today, even though it doesn't feel like I'm accomplishing anything. Yeah. So normally a question like that gets hit to me and I could go, I could pinpoint the answer and run with it <laughs> right off the bat. And, uh, yeah, I gotta think about this. Well, I can answer first if we want yes, more go, time. Go oh, ahead. So, 10 years from now, what, what do I think I'll regret doing too much of at this stage of my life? Uh, consuming social media. I think that it's important to be aware of what's going on, but, because we have more information than our nervous systems can handle, it can get, it's very easy to all of a sudden it's an hour later and you've been scrolling and, and to what, um, you know, to what degree or to what end I find. And especially now um, and when we're recording this, there's a lot of things going on in the world that deserve our attention, but there's also a time and a place where we need to say stop and set those boundaries. So for example, last night I was just feeling really worn out, you know, consuming the news. And so I just like shut my phone off, plugged in uh, like a podcast that was just kind of mundane um, talking about Buddhist philosophy and went for a run. And that's what I needed to kind of um, reset my system. So yeah, in 10 years, I would like to think that at this time I would be consuming less information. You know what? That's a great answer. And I'm going to add to that because I think, I think I, it's kind of, I, uh, that's something I struggle with. It's like my phone is like an appendage mm-hmm. and, you know, I always fight for this, what I think is a thirst for stimulation. And, and it's actually, you know, it's, I think that's what I need to do, but I don't realize the damage that it's causing or yeah. how it's attacking my focus uh, or any of those things. And that's something that I still struggle with as I catch myself, like I'll go in these big, big, awesome bouts of just discipline around operating around a schedule about how I consume my phone and social media and all that stuff. And, uh, and it's not just even like, yeah, it's social media, but it's also like just like going through my email, let my email cro- cause distraction when I should be in a moment of recharging. Yeah. But I feel that that need for stimulation, like, I feel like I have a need, but it's not real. And I got to start like, you know, th- something I, I, I want to continue to work on uh, is, is embracing nothing mm-hmm. uh, and, and living in that. And, and, and allowing myself to recharge because then that means the next day Jay is focused 
and isn't going to live, you know, have a daily he's having today where he gets asked a question and has to like, don't, doesn't have an immediate response or have an immediate recall because I'm completely off the rails. Um, yeah. So I think that's a great answer. And I know it's something like you and I work with as part of my routine. And especially during the pandemic, I know it's something I've 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 fought and slid, uh, I've let slide, and I've got to bring mm-hmm. back that control because I know uh, the power of it, and I have to practice what I preach. So I got to get back. Uh, I got I got to I got to I I've got to really lock down that uh, element of my practice. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. This is an easy one. I'll I'll go easy on you. Oh, if we if, <laughs> if we are ever in a position to bring back a Tyrannosaurus Rex in its full majestic form, should we? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's be okay. It, it, which way do you want to approach this? There's the reality of that thing. If there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which now we've discovered likely has feathers, yes. um, that thing's going to come and eat us for lunch. So, you know, we're no longer like that's the apex right there coming at you. Uh, so I think the reality and, and we've seen Jurassic Parks. So it doesn't end well. Well, so, Jurassic uh, Park is highly accurate as to what could happen. So, wow. It's All not, we need is a power. <laughs> Would I love to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex in with my own eyes? Yes. Right. Would I like what I like for them to exist in society. I would struggle with that. Uh, that would be scary. <laughs> Have you been to the Terrell Museum since they did the renovation a while ago? You know what? No, but as part of you know embracing and supporting our local economies, uh, Drumheller is on uh, my list to do for this summer for any kind of you know short little vacation yeah. activities uh, that I pursued. I want to go camping down in uh, down in Drumheller. I've, I've been there multiple times um, for any listeners who are not from Alberta area. Drumheller is, uh, is south of Edmonton and it's um, known for its dinosaur bones and they have an awesome museum there. And when you walk in the museum, they have this giant black Tyrannosaurus Rex, like full skeleton. It's, it's so amazing. So when you see that and then you're just like, oh, okay, maybe we don't want to bring that back. So, but um okay next question um hmm let's see if you could resurrect one person from history who would it be and why i could list like 10 do you want to go first (laughs) <laughs> no you you already have a list of 10 apparently well it just it's once again i'm not in in, 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 in tune with like my personal uh self right now i'm trying to think of who would i want to bring back like a few names came, came to mind like immediately but i'm like well do i really want to like why why is winston churchill popping to my head right off the bat he'd be a pretty like, cool dude to to chat pretty, with some tea over 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and, and kind of hear him talk and you, you know, you read and hear all these, these quotes and all that stuff. I think that would be super cool. Yeah. Um, that's just, I just, and I think that's because I was reading some quotes last night and that's why it's, you know, fresh. So I'm not getting deep into myself and providing that deep answer. It was a surface answer I just provided. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, uh, outside of family of course i would love to bring my grandfather back um but uh i think that uh someone like um gandhi where i could ask him and i would want to specifically ask him some of the controversial questions that have come up um where you know he maybe wasn't the uh shining example that that we put him on a pedestal for, uh, although I do still think that he made a, a massive difference in the world, but um, to be able to be like, so did you really say those things? <laughs> and uh, did you believe that they were true? Um, yeah. I think he'd be pretty cool to, to chat with. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's, here's one. What are you actually really good at? It could be anything. You know, there's days when people say, like, what do you do? And I just can't even, I can't even articulate it. Uh, what am I, what is something that I'm good at doing is, um, uh, I, I just, I, I, I want to say it, I'm going to say it, is um, I believe, like, building brand and building community. I think it's something uh, that I'm good at because that just even goes back to like, you know, the pub crawl days, you know, that was essentially building a community, uh, you know, of friends and, and, and just people that wanted to get together and go and have an experience together. I think about the nation, that's a community. You know, I think about um things like little brick that's that's a asset in the river valley to bring community down to and enjoy one of our you know greatest assets well our best asset the city which is the river valley i think of oodle noodle with our community focus um i think like being a part and helping to build a community is uh is it would be one of my skills and it's something that you know is always it's if there's if there's an activity that's that's under that 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 veil, I just the juices get flowing. So if it's putting an event together, a trip together, you know, launching a business with 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 community in mind, um, that's kind of that's what fuels my fire. And I think it's I think as because it fuels my fire, it's become something I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going on a I'm taking a different lane. Uh, and I know that the, the question is kind of in present tense, but I was a really good rugby player. And I think it's something that I reflect on all the time because I miss it all the time, especially in the summer where, you know, it used to consume almost every night of my, of my week for months. Um, and uh, it was interesting. Uh, Jay and I were actually um, having a session and my varsity rugby coach actually came in <laughs> Um, so it was interesting to, to, um, to see her, but, 
uh, it made me reflect on like, yeah, like I was actually good at that. And it was, it's interesting to think back on it now to, you know, we're as humans, we tend to be very, very hard on ourselves. And I was always like trying to be better and okay. I could be fitter this, this season. And, and even on the field, you know, like I could hit harder and, and lift faster and all these things. And, and to look back on my whole rugby playing career and coming back after knee surgeries multiple times and still being able to play at an elite level. I was just like, yeah, it's okay to say that I was good at that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, um, and I think that there's lots of skills that come out of, of playing on a team and, and especially something like rugby where we, you know, legitimately bleed for each other on the field. So, uh, and the majority of my best friends um, that I still have to this day have come from rugby. So um, there's a lot of who I am today that's been made from being good at that. So, um, okay, here's one. Uh, if you could write a tweet that everyone on Twitter would read, every single person on Twitter would read, what would it say? Wow. Uh, something, a tweet that I, uh, any tweet. Mm-hmm. And everyone would read it. Everyone would read it. Uh, uh, probably gonna play into my fan side of the Oilers and just say, "Oilers over everyone." <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's if anyone follows you on Twitter, that would uh, that's staying in your lane for sure. Well, so that's my Twitter voice. Yeah silly person yeah uh, mine would probably say be kind that's it especially on twitter because there's a lot of unkindness on twitter i find so oh, yeah. i would just say you know something like that be kind be nice you can just be nice <laughs> um uh if you had one piece of advice just one for someone who wants to succeed in your field, what would it be? To succeed in my field? Yeah. Just be passionate. <laughs> and that's uh, passion, persistence, and patience. Or you can swap out passion with purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the things you need to focus on to succeed. And it's not even what's my field anyways. My field is it's I'm all over the place. Um, But uh, I think that's kind of the recipe for any position. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a follow-up question then, because there's a lot of people that I've seen this kind of recently around, like follow your passion, don't follow your passion. And I agree with you that there needs to be some fuel to the fire or else why are you doing what you're doing? But what would you say to people? There's often this question that I see get asked to other like thought leaders is just like, well, what if I don't know what I'm passionate about? What would you say to that? Um, I would ask them, well, then are you happy with what you're currently doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, would be my follow-up question. Uh, 
because maybe maybe they do have a passion and they, everyone's got a passion. They just don't, and sometimes you kind of got to flesh it out and what it's, it, it, it is specifically because maybe there's elements of your job that, you know, it, to use one of your terms, fill your cup. Mm-hmm. And well, that's a passion. So I, I think, I, I, I don't think, I think everyone's got one. It's just, you know, maybe you don't know it. And maybe you have to talk to someone like April and distill it down to figure out what it is. Yeah. But everyone's got it. Or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's not passion. Maybe it's purpose. And what's purpose. It's like, I've got to feed my family. And that's why, you know, that's my motivation to do what I'm doing. And I might not love what I'm doing, but my purpose, my purpose is my motivation. And that's cool too. Um, Knowing that I think you can maybe burn out of that. Uh, Maybe not. Uh, I guess it depends on your personality, but uh, yeah, that's where I'd probably maybe divert it over to like, maybe it's purpose that's fueling you to, uh, to, to, to motivate what, to, to do what you need to do to advance or succeed. Nice. Um, what would I say? Uh, I would say probably stillness, like uh, stop the glorification of being busy and give yourself space and time to just be with yourself. Cause that's kind of, that's the recipe for self-awareness, which is, you know, the main thing that we're working on here is knowing yourself well enough to then be able to conduct your life in a way that's in alignment with who you truly are. And you can't do that unless you take time to like sit and get to know yourself. So I would say that would that's be, true. yeah. The thing that I would, if people wanted to be successful in doing what I'm doing is just being still. Cause even, even in regards to, um, you know, sitting across a table from someone in a coaching model, my job is to listen. My job is to not to give answers. And my job is to be a mirror of who's sitting across from me. And in order to do that, I have to be still. And I have to just sit and listen. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Maybe time for one more. Let's see. Um what, if anything, do you wish you had done differently in your 20s? Again, could be anything. Yeah, that's a great question. I was, I've, I was always a late bloomer. Um, Me too. In, in life, uh, you know, I still had baby teeth in grade nine. I grew, you know, seven inches in one summer, you know, later. And I went, I went from uh, about five five, seven to yeah, around five, six, five, seven to like six, six, one. I can't remember exactly from like grade seven to 10. Um, and even just like with like growing so fast, like being comfortable and more able in my body, like, you know, I think about sports, you know, I was very active in sports and I was good up until a point, had a growth spurt, was kind of weird. And then, you know, I didn't get good again until, you know, almost my, my early twenties again. So kind of to go to how this leads to my question is, you know, I didn't start, you know, putting uh, a focus and a strong emphasis around like setting up my personal life until 
later in my 20s. Like, I didn't launch Oilers Nation until, uh, yeah, we didn't launch Oilers Nation. I think I was 20. I was, I think it was on my 27th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's, you know, I, I, I just wish, you know, I kind of put a poor priority and focus on this stuff. And, and granted, I did try some things. But once again, it wasn't things I was passionate about. And I was just kind of going through the motions. And, you know, I could have taken it more serious. Or if I was taking it more serious, we probably would have done a completely different thing. And that will segue into another podcast we have, which is kind of like my journey mm-hmm. to today. Um, so, yeah, I probably wish um, that I would have just started a little bit earlier because, you know, it takes time. Everything takes time. And that's where you gotta, you've really got to uh, uh, preach patience uh, when building something because it's going to take longer than you think for the most part. But that's that's cool as long as you're cool with it. So I just wish I maybe start a little bit earlier uh, in my 20s. Um, but you know what? At the same time, that's just that was always my trajectory. I was always late, and so I'm also at peace with that. Um, but if I if I had to scrutinize, I probably wish I uh, kind of had uh, the same level of focus. Uh, I had ambition, but I didn't have focus uh, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. My focus my focus was just like on sheer lifestyle, right? Uh, for me, I wish that I had partied less, <laughs> not that I regret all the fun times. Cause I've had some fun times, but, yep. uh, that, I mean, and a large part of that comes with the, with the rugby community and, um, and not to say that that's an excuse, but I was also a late bloomer and I found that in being in those situations where, where, the like life kind of came to you as long as you were just in the right place at the right time uh what made made social situations easier for me I always found that I had like difficulty making friends and even what you were talking about with like growth spurts and stuff like I can remember going from grade three to grade four and they had to like bring me a special desk because I was the smallest kid in the class I was always the youngest too I got put into school a year early So I was the youngest out of my whole grade, every single, you know, like everyone else was graduating high school and like 18 and partying. And I, I didn't turn 17 until halfway through my grade 12 year. So I always felt like I was behind and then enter rugby and, you know, alcohol turns off the smart part of your brain. And so I didn't have to try and think my way through social situations. Um, But in doing so, like I said, I've got like great friendships. I've had great times. I'm not regretting any piece of that, but it's some of the other fallout around like, if I had to think of how much money I've spent having a good time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I could probably own three houses by now, but, um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think we can all, I think a lot of us could, <laughs> would share that. Like it was just, that was just the focus. And that's yeah. why for me, I was trying to build a business off of that. And the ones that actually, the ones that worked versus the ones that didn't were ones that actually really directly, you know, connected with my personal lifestyle yeah. uh, that, that worked. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. Like it was a regret and I'm like, yeah, I probably could have done it less. And once again, if I do it less, I have more focus. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I'm kind of just embracing it and like talking about like growing up in grade seven, I was the shortest kid in my class. Yeah. Which is hard to think now because you're like a tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And same thing with you. I was a, I was a late, late birthday. So yeah, graduated 17. Everyone was always a year older than me at hockey. Everyone was a giant. Like yeah. I remember I had a buddy, uh, we played peewee together. He's probably the same height as he was in peewee now, but he was a giant. In peewee. <laughs> And I'm like, holy shit, like, that's crazy. And like, I was just this little twerp. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Like I, I don't regret any of it. It's just in looking back, what tweaks could you have made? And it's like, you could have just not gone out that one Saturday and put that money aside or not been hung over that Sunday and, and maybe gotten something else done. And, um, and it is something that I've carried through now because I'm, I'm still, I'm not as involved in that community, although I still love them very much. But as you get older, you're just like the, obviously priorities change and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's definitely something that in my twenties, I could have done a little less of and maybe been a little further ahead uh, now. So it's fun to think back on yeah, though. But- Oh, of course, but you know, you just you can't dwell on no. it. You just have to like, you know, embrace it, and it's uh, it's part of your story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that that takes us to our time. We try and keep these within a half an hour, so we're not wasting people's time with us yammering on. So, um, so hopefully that helped people get to know us a little bit better. And I mean, if you guys have questions questions that you want us to answer, even kind of goofy ones like this where it just um you want to see what our thought processes are then feel free to send us a a dm or an email and we'd be more than happy to include them on one of our next podcasts thanks for listening awesome yeah that was uh you know for a day where i was i'm struggling this was something light and uh yeah makes your brain work in a different way Awesome. Okay. Well, till next time, see everybody later. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Yeg Hustle podcast. We hope that this brought value to you and how you run your business. You can find out more about us, including our free webinars and paid coaching options through our Instagram at The Yeg Hustle, and you can follow the link through the bio there.